Welcome to the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P, NPC bikini competitor on my road to pro. And I'm Alexis Adams, IFBB wellness pro on my road to the O. In our podcast, we share everything. From the good, the bad, do's and don'ts, with the hopes of helping anyone who may be new to the sport, get get ready ready for for some some serious serious girl girl games. Hey, hey, what is up? And welcome back to the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P. I'm Alexis Adams. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about things that some, not all, some coaches do that annoy us. I'm sure you all have seen some of these things, or maybe if you're new, these are going to be a couple of things for you to look out for. All right. So the first thing that annoys us promoting crazy short preps you've seen it oh this person only prep four weeks this person did a six-week prep understand that that is not normal and the majority of you all that listen you're new to the sport you're a beginner you're not doing a four or six-week prep you're just not yes um while some people might be doing that that might not be I mean one, the coach could just be talking out of their ass. Um, yeah. But let's say that those extreme situations are true. So-and-so did a four-week prep. So-and-so did this whole prep, no cardio at all. Those are unicorns. We've talked about them before. Yeah. Some people can get away with weird things that most of us cannot. That's just the sport. However, if a coach is advertising those unicorns, as a way to try to get new clients, that's a red flag because a coach is only as good as their least genetically gifted client. If you can get someone with a shit set of genetics to change, you're doing something right. If you have to rely on someone who's going to change, whether they pick up a 10 pound set of dumbbells for RDLs (laughs) or a 50 pound set, you're not doing a whole lot. You're just throwing things into a fire and hoping it catches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also some coaches are just lucky and they happen to get athletes that are already genetic freaks. Cause that does happen. Like if someone, if a coach grabs someone and they have good genetics, of course, they're going to look good. They're going to look good no matter who's coaching them. So please keep that in mind as well, because working with someone who is a genetic freak versus someone who may not be is going to be a total different ball game and like Alexis said it's really going to show you how good the coach truly is yes same thing with if a coach like we've talked about how to how to choose a new coach and all of that Um, if you are in the market for one and you're looking at their pages and you're pleased with their clientele Mm -hmm. however if it's often the same client on their page, red flag. Mm-hmm. Again, they're riding the coattails of someone who's probably genetically gifted if that's the case. Now, in certain situations, if it's a newer coach and they don't have that many clients, that might be the cause of that. But if you're yeah. looking at large name c- coaches who have a large roster, but not a large ro- roster on their page, red mm-hmm. flag. Yeah. And that rolls us right into the next one, constantly posting the same competitor to show their results. Be on the lookout for that. That to me is a huge red flag because that only tells me 
one thing, this one person. I want to see the variety. I want to see all the things. I want to see someone who came in and they started off and they are already down a hundred pounds. You know what I mean? Like I love, yeah. love seeing like the weight loss transformation. And then when that person transforms to more so of actually doing the actual prep and getting on stage, to me, that says a lot. If you can take someone who was maybe not at a healthy spot, totally recomp their body and get them on stage to me that says a lot more than just posting someone who's a genetic freak yes and now it's okay um especially as you get into the higher name coaches it's okay for coaches to specialize in one division that's fine yeah Um, i like that is different than wellness is different (laughs) Mm -hmm. than um some coaches especially male coaches will only coach men like Phil Viz won't take a female. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he is upfront. I don't want to, I'm not super versed in how the female body responds and how to prep it, how to off season it, all that. Um, but we'll send you two coaches that accept women and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, some coaches, especially if they specialize in bikini. Now, if their full roster is bikini, a man's probably not going to hit them up for an open bodybuilding prep. Like that's that's fine. Everyone specializes in different things. Um, but they should still have a variety of that division on their page. Absolutely. If someone's just specifically specializing in bikini, you should see, Oh, and that's the thing with bikini. There's a lot of different body types for bikini as well. So if they only specify in one specific division, Take a look around and see what else they have. And honestly, I'm not mad when people only specialize in one division because to me, that shows you're, hey, I'm honest, I'm doing what I know, and I've got a good handle on this. So I'm just going to focus on this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have so and so is eating 2,000 calories at two weeks out. I hate that. Also, because when y'all message me and are like, what's your cardio at? What's your food at? Doesn't matter. I don't tell you that. If you ask me if I'm natural, I'm not going to tell you. If you ask me what my food is, I'm not going to tell you. I might tell you what my cardio is just so you know that your 45 minutes is not that sucky. But it doesn't like what so-and-so is doing doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't matter. have any time to say that. Yeah. And I I guess it's one of those things, because again, you don't know what you don't know at the beginning. I can see your fact finding and you're trying to figure it out. But even with me, like if someone asks me like, oh my gosh, you're eating so much food. And I'm like, not really. I'm 5'8". I'm not really eating that much food in the grand scheme of things in my off season. I'm, I'm tall. My body requires more food because there's more body. So you can't compare my bikini five, eight off season to Alexis's five, three wellness off season. Like it's not going to be the same. It's different. Right. And it doesn't like, if you take me and my husband, for example, my husband gets way more food right now. We're both in the off season growing way 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 more food so when we diet and we get to the same stage his food is still way way more than what I'm eating his Mm -hmm. starting point is higher his Mm -hmm. ending point's going to be higher it doesn't mean that that girl who's got to stage on 2200 calories of food isn't hungry Mm -hmm. she's still hungry because she's used to 3000 yeah exactly so it's, it's all about where your set point is 
Because a prime example, and she won't care if I say this, Jody. I love Jody. She's the freaking bikini machine. The way this girl's metabolism is set up, oh my God. Like, what was it? The last show I was at, I think it was South Carolina. I've been with her at a couple of shows, but she's eating, she's feeding at like a little over 2,000 calories a couple of days before the show, but her body just blows through it. She has to. She has a hard time filling out because she has to eat so much food. Yes. And I have a teammate who's like that. Her name's Kimber. Um, and she's similar when she was going into junior USA. Like, I think Nelson gave her like Chick-fil-A, like just trying yeah. to get calories in her. And some people there's this phenomena. And usually the coaches that are promoting this way are talking about the, sh- the food they're eating, going into show. They yeah. don't tell you how low it got before it started going back up. And there's this phenomena that happens with some, and it's often like bikini girls and I know bodybuilders who are like this um once they once their metabolism gets to a certain point it just snowballs and a lot of times it's more detrimental than it is helpful because it's easy to just stay flat then you start burning through muscle and it's like you're trying to stop this roller coaster that's going downhill um it's almost like you can't stop it (laughs) right so it's like they're just shoveling things in and and then like I know Kimber she was like I like I I'm eating so much food. Like it's almost a complaint uh-huh. because of how much food it is. Like your stomach has to hold it. Um, of course your metabolism is going through it. It's not going to bloat you for long, but sometimes right. it's just shoveling it in. Um, but the coaches that are promoting this way are not telling you that Mm-mm. they're like, so-and-so is eating 2,200 calories going into the show four weeks ago. They're probably at 1700. Yeah, they're not telling you that they had poverty macros prior to, or their cardio was X, Y, and Z, or they're taking this supplement. Like there's just so many things that go into it. They leave out a lot of key parts because with bodybuilding, it's not just one thing. Like there are so many components, especially like once you get to peak week, there are so many different components and they all add up to the big picture. So when they post this stuff, they're leaving out a lot of shit, y'all. Be mindful of that. Yeah, there's um, a, a couple of big name coaches that love to promote this way. Their roster is insane. And then if you start comparing your plans, they're all the same. All the same. Like a very cookie cutter. Um, now it could be that, or they could just be on a whole bunch of drugs, a whole bunch of stimulants, a whole bunch of fat burners, and you can't out eat stuff like that. So mm-hmm. sure, if you want to trash your thyroid, if you want to trash your um, adrenal glands and have anxiety out the yin yang sure mm-hmm. take all that stuff so that you can eat burgers oh, not my stuff nah like some girls are out here popping fat burners like skittles and i'm like hey like that's that's a lot you might want to be careful with that but hey. might be thickening your heart but it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> no big deal <laughs> No big deal. Okay, black and white style post. So basically what we mean is there are some coaches out there and they will just make blanket statements. And the thing is with bodybuilding, there is no one size fits all. And that sometimes like I struggle, like I never want to err on the side of 100% science, but never 100% on the bro side. You got to be in the middle because yes, we appreciate the science. Science is always great. However, within bodybuilding, you have to understand scientists aren't doing studies on bodybuilders. And sometimes we do shit and it works and we don't know why. We just know it works. Right. Like 
you could give me a reason of why that snowball effects happens with some people and even coming out of show their food's going up and they're still dropping weight sure you could probably give me a scientific explanation for that but then why doesn't it happen with everyone right you know and that comes down to I mean genetic variables things like that are they actually following the plan some things you can't even prove you just have to assume some things um so you can't nothing is black and white in, in bodybuilding. We've said that before. Um, and these are statements like you absolutely cannot do this, or you should be doing this. This is the only way to fill out here. Um, some people fill out just fine with the burger. doesn't matter. If you give me a burger the night before the show, I'm gonna have a gut the night, the next morning. (laughs) I'm not that human. I am not that human. Like whenever I carb up, I'm like, oh yay. Everyone's like, oh great. What are you having for carb up? I'm like more rice and rice cakes. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) like (laughs) every prep is different. Like Tampa was the first show I've carved up for. And I, I remember telling Amber and then ultimately I asked Nelson, like, I'm not complaining. I'm just not really sure why you gave me this many carbs. Like (laughs) it's it's good. I'm looking better. (laughs) So I'm going with it. But, and then he's like, I mean, this is just what your body's doing right now. I'm like, okay. Like that's the answer. (laughs) But that's the other thing too. But on the other side of that, Let's say if you were still in bikini, mm-mm, there would be no no carving up for you. There'd be no pumping up for you. You would just probably be walking on stage as is. Yeah, I still don't pump up every and like people are and like I'm a, I'm the standout. They're not sure why. They're asking me like, "Where's your bands? You can have your bands back here." I'm like, "I'm li- nope. This is what yeah, I do. Yeah, I still like just doesn't pump up. Yep." And and that and that's the thing. That could be a very blanket statement. You have to pump up. You have to no, Mm-mm. because if you're already solid in that area, nine times out of ten, you don't need to pump up. So there's no there's no blanket statement. Everything is going to be very specialized to the particular person. And again, just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean that they're right, but it doesn't mean that they're wrong either. It could go either way for them. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Also, if clients talk about, or if coaches talk about other clients, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can be a situation where you're already being coached by this coach, um, but if coaches are giving you, like, the way that I see it is everything should be like you would be with a doctor. A doctor wouldn't be talking to you about another patient's care plan. So another, a coach shouldn't be telling you what Susie is taking X, Y, and Z drugs. Susie's got this many carbs. If you did things like Susie, you'd be better or vice versa and trash talking. Like it should not, it should go neither way. Um, now if you came to a coach and said, Hey, my teammate is doing this, this, and this, do you think it would help me? That's different. Um, but I've just known of like coaches either trying to talk up a client. So they're degrading someone else or they're talking to a client saying so-and-so is doing this better be like them. No, neither are appropriate. Mm -mm. And that. That's just, that's just disrespectful in so many ways. So that's something that I don't think is really honestly talked 
about much, but if you're in that situation where that's happening, you need to rethink it. Yes. Let's see. Okay. Um, flirting. We've touched on this before in previous episodes. If your coach is flirting with you, just, just be done. Just be like, hey, thank you so much for your time. I'm done. You don't you don't have to give an explanation. I mean, you can if you want to, but flirting is never appropriate. And keep in mind that if the coach is flirting with you, then he is probably also doing so with other athletes. And that's trash. Yeah. Yes. So I know that every once in a while there's this love story that happens when <laughs> a secretary and the boss get together and live happily ever after or I know some of you listening to our podcast may be married to your coach when you were once a client underneath of them and it might be just fine and dandy our general advice is it's a no-go nine times out of ten it does not work out well a lot of times these coaches end up being predators for women they have you in a vulnerable situation you're sending them almost unclothed photos yeah. And keep in mind too, like your head is already blurred because you're hungry. You know what I mean? So the fact that some coaches would capitalize on that, like when you have no serotonin, when your carbs are just basically gone, non-existent, you're not a normal functioning human being. You're not. So the fact that some coaches will capitalize on that and prey on their own athletes, like this is your business, bro. Like, come on. Yeah. And um, I will be the first one to tell you that there are coaches that do not do that, that oh, yes. completely believe in yeah. the history of bodybuilding, take their job seriously, mm-hmm. are completely appropriate with all of their clients. It, yes. yes, that's yeah. the case. And that's how most of them are. Mm-hmm. But it has been coming to light. It, I feel like it comes in waves. Yeah of women stepping forward and saying so-and-so coach did this to me. I just want to make people aware. And then usually when one person does that, the same coach has done that to many of their clients. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're saying nine times out of 10, it's not that they truly are invested in you. It's kind it's like a predator behavior. Mm -hmm. So if your coach trying to flirt step. Yeah. Bounce got to bounce and following up off of that. When you do your check-ins, you should always have your posing suit on something. Oh, on. they're requesting God. new check-ins. You just go ahead and cuss them out immediately. You, you have the right to do so. <laughs> go Tell on. them why that's not appropriate. Block it. Move on. Yeah. That is so. Anytime that your coach is doing something like this, being inappropriate, you have no. You can if you're not comfortable even confronting it, you don't have to. This is the one time if they're inappropriate in a manner like this, ghost them back. The only time it's appropriate to do that. Um, Now, if you are comfortable, you can give them all the reasons why they're inappropriate. Um, But don't stay with them just because you paid them for a year. Nah. Mm -mm. Not worth it. Like, sorry, girl, you're just going to have to take that L and, and be done. And again, like, you don't owe that coach an explanation if you don't want to just simply because they know they're out of pocket. They know they're wrong. Yeah. And if you are with a new coach and like, I don't trust everyone that I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. It's not my general rule of thumb. Um, I give everyone a chance, but I'm also on guard just so I don't get 
things negative don't happen to me. Um, and even so with my coach Nelson now, I've been with the same coach the whole time. Um, my husband was with him before I was with him. And also this was just, I mean, he was our friend before he was my coach. Yeah. So it was weird to me to send these kind of check-ins. And this is why I'm saying this. Um, you don't have to, like, you don't have to have a posing suit. You don't have to have a mm. pro cut posing suit that you send your coach so that they can see every inch of your ass. Right. Like they don't have to, especially as a new competitor. Um, they should be able to see general changes in like, yes, they need to be able to see your physique, right. but like a regular bikini that you would wear to the beach, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. don't know how to hit the poses, as long as you're in the same body position, every single check-in, you don't even have to get into the poses. So I know I've had several posing clients who want, when we're going over poses, once we get to the back pose, they're kind of uncomfortable with it. And I can see why when I first started, I was like, I don't, I don't know about yeah. this. I'm going to see how it goes. See if I want to do it. Um, if you don't completely understand bodybuilding, you're basically just flexing your ass. Like that's what it comes off it. as a brand new person. Like mm-hmm. that's what they're looking at. That is exactly what they're looking at, especially in bikini wellness. They're looking at your glutes, but if that's not how you see it, yeah. you don't have to morph yourself for your coach. You can wear a normal bikini and stand with your arms by your side or your arms out straight as long as you're in the same position, they can see if your body comp is changing. Now, once you get into a prep, things might change, but this is also why we recommend an off-season with your coach. Build a rapport with your coach. Make sure that you can trust them before you go into a prep and give them the reins of pulling your food down, putting your cardio up. Then you're giving them so much more control when it comes to just your health and all other aspects of your life. Um, you have to be able to trust them. And if you don't trust them, bye. That's it. Over, 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 over and done. Um, that's all we got on the list. You got anything else to add? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. We, we're going to do like pet peeves. Oh. Is that all the pet peeves? Yeah, that was all of them. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that was it. All right, so that is going to wrap up today's episode. Of course, everyone, thank you so much for listening and reposting. We appreciate it. And we will chat with you next week. Hit Alexis up for posing. You can hit me up for stage glam and we'll chat later. Bye, guys. Ah.